Hello, everybody, and welcome back to my podcast. My name is Samuel Abraham Perez, and just a little bit about myself. I'm a former gay stripper. Yes, that's right. You heard that correctly. I left behind the homosexual lifestyle to walk with Christ. And this podcast is all about how I do it, why I do it, and to help others like me and educate those that are not like me. I want to talk, but I really want to talk about what a real life with Jesus looks like in 2023. Nothing is off limits, and I want to be as transparent as I possibly can be. Before we get started, I want to let everybody know that this podcast is completely free to listen to, and we do accept donations, and we have some awesome rewards and gifts for those who want to become patrons of the podcast. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, click on the description and you'll find the link to becoming a patron of the podcast, which means you'll be making a regular monthly commitment. We need more of you guys, so please help out. And also my website where you can find resources to give through PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App. I'm going to put some of the names of the patrons up on the screen because they deserve it. They've been supporting me for a while. Guys, this is my first time back in the studio in a while now. I actually made a trip all the way to California. I was like basically living there for a month. And then I went over to Canada to speak at a conference. It was so awesome. I think I'll have to do a podcast just about my road trip experience. Um, I've done one before in the past, but I had to do another one. It was a great time, great trip. But today I want to be talking about transgenderism. It feels like every time I go online, when I go on the internet, TikTok, Facebook, there's something about transgenders. Like, you know, there's been so many different events, things like Dylan Mulani and, you know, the shooting that just recently happened, the person was transgender. There's just talks about transgenders everywhere. People like Matt Walsh who are debating transgenders, speaking about what is a man, what is a woman. And so I kind of wanted to dip my toes in this subject topic, not because it's popular and it's what people are talking about nowadays, but mostly just because I feel like there are not a lot of Christians that are talking about that have actually lived through the experiences of what it means to be involved in the queer community or even to identify as being gay, which I, I did identify as being gay. Um, as you guys know, if you guys have coming here for the first time, you've never listened to my testimony, you've never listened to my podcast. Uh, basically, I still struggle with same-sex attraction. And um, I just, every single day, I wake up and I choose to deny myself for Jesus. And, and it brings me peace. It brings me comfort. Uh, and I just deepen my relationship more and more to him as I just sacrifice everything in my life. The way that the gospel tells us that we should do, whether you're heterosexual, whether you're dealing with same-sex attraction, whatever it is. And so I think it's appropriate that I do speak a little bit on this subject and this topic. And I don't just want to come at it like with the Bible. I don't want to come at it with just like verses and, you know, things that probably people who don't know anything about Christianity, like they're not going to be interested in. And people who are already in Christianity, they already know about these Bible verses or things like that stories. I want to tell you guys a little bit about my personal experiences. Um, so when I was a little boy, um, I used to love all things that were for girls. Like I loved Barbie. I loved long hair. I loved dresses. I had a sister and I remember that my sister had this incredible dress that was a reindeer dress and it had like a face of a reindeer and it just, I don't know why it was something about this dress. It was so flowy, pretty. And, um, and I remember that one time I snuck into my sister's room when she was in school. I don't even know how old I was. I think it was like three, four or five. And um, I actually tried on the dress and I got in trouble with my parents for trying on the dress because they somehow found out that I had tried it on or maybe I didn't put it back in the closet correctly. And so it was just really awkward. My parents are obviously Cuban American. And so they 
did not approve of me wearing my sister's clothes and there's a lot of machismo that's involved and stuff. And so I got in a lot of trouble for that. Probably got a spanking. I don't remember. But I, I just always loved girly things. Even the neighborhood kids, they were like going out skating and jumping off of ledges. And, you know, they thought that that was cool. And I was like, I want to play imagination games. And like, I want to go outside and I want to like pretend that there's a volcano. We can't touch the ground. And, you know, I was just so I was girly and I, I didn't have a lot of friends because of that. I remember I used to like move my hands when I used to talk and I still do move my hands when I talk. But I used to go like this all the time. I was like, <laughs> if you guys are listening on the podcast, just like giving my dad like a wink with my hands, I guess. Um, but I, I was very feminine growing up and my parents were very concerned about me because in that culture, especially in Miami and in Florida, that is not accepted. And they knew, especially my mom was looking out for me. She knew that if I were to go to a public school and I wasn't in like the best neighborhood, I was in kind of a neighborhood where it was very dangerous to live, that I would probably get beat up. I would get my life threatened. And so there was, um, safety precautions that my mom had for me, but then also just religiously, they're conservative Christians. And so they taught me from a very young age to believe in the Bible, to believe in Jesus. And that always kind of helped me to understand that I was loved by God, that I could have a relationship with God. And, and I had for sure had that relationship with God. Um, but, you know, I would save him a seat when I would go into the car. I would sing to God. Every, every song that I would sing would be a song about God and a song about Jesus. Um, but my parents were concerned, you know, that I was doing all these feminine things. Another thing I remember as a kid, just so people can say, oh, you can't speak about, you know, gender dysphoria because you've you never been there yourself. Like I definitely probably was there, but I had some really good influences in my life um, that, you know, were looking out for me in the long run. I'm glad that's the way that God set things up in my life. But I remember going to this movie theater and there was this amazing game. It was like a Barbie game. I have to look up this game because I don't think I've ever heard of anybody talking about this game before. It was like a salon spa game where you could like cut the Barbie's hair and curl it and make her look pretty and put put a dress on her or something like that. It was like, I think it was just like the, the head or something. Uh, but it was like a computer game. My parents would drop us off at the movie theater arcade. They would go watch a movie. There was child care there. So, you know, they weren't abusers or anything like that. Um, but... I remember playing this game and just having the best time. I was like, this is amazing. Like, I want to play with hair all of the time. And so I'm surprised that it wasn't like, I want to be a girl because I liked all girl things. Maybe my parents were trying really hard not for me to think that way. But I, I loved all things girls. And, and, and I, same, like, I feel like I still kind of do nowadays. I feel like I have an appreciation for all things that are really beautiful and artsy and colory. And I still wear wigs sometimes in my videos, you know, to be able to do the things I need to do that I feel like God is calling me to do. Um, but I definitely have an appreciation more so for my masculinity and, um, and where my identity lies, which is in Jesus. I'm not, I'm not a female and I'm, I'm, I am a male, but it's like my identity isn't what Christ says I am. So if Christ says I'm a male and then I'm masculine, then I'm masculine. I'm a male, no matter if I paint my hair or if I, you know, wear makeup or if I do this or do that. But either way, it's not like every single day I wake up and I wear makeup or I paint my nails. Like, I don't do that. Um, but I mean, some people probably think I do, but I don't. Um, I'm more of a bodybuilder kind of guy. I like going to the gym. And so there are some masculine activities that I do like and that I do enjoy. But when I was growing up, I, I really liked the feminine um, that things and, and the girly things. And so this started to traverse more into my adult life. I remember when I was going to New York as well. Um, their drag was like 
the biggest, most popular thing. I remember it was like RuPaul's Drag Race season nine, and I was friends with a bunch of drag uh, queens. And, and I remember just kind of questioning, like, this is this seems like so much fun, and it seems like in my avenue, like, I'm already a, a gay stripper, might as well become a drag queen too. And I remember talking to my friend about it, and I'm like, do you think I should do drag? And, you know, something's like, I, I don't know, it just didn't work out. I don't remember exactly what happened. Maybe I put it in my memoir in a book somewhere. But um, it just ended up not happening. But when I went to Australia and then ultimately came back home to live back with my parents at the age of like 21, um, I started going to these therapy sessions that were provided by Harvard. It was like a experimental study group and they were like studying my brain. Uh, but if they're studying the brain of like multiple gay men for their study or whatever. And uh, they gave me therapy. And I remember one time in therapy session, um, uh, the lady was telling me, hey, you know, you, you keep expressing that you, you feel like you want to wear makeup. You feel like you want to dress a certain way. And you feel like, you know, you're kind of afraid of your parents. You're afraid of what they might think or even people around you. I think it would be a, a very healthy step for you to um, kind of, you know, tell your parents and let them validate your feelings of what you're going through. So I remember sitting down with my parents and then telling them, look, I'm going to go to H&M and I'm going to pick out some clothes that are for girls. And I'm going to wear makeup. And I'm not talking about just like makeup, like masculine makeup to just make you look good and, you know, your skin look nice and stuff. I think about full on like makeup, like colors all over my face and all types of creative stuff. And at the time I had another YouTube channel, which was funny. That <laughs> Like, please don't go looking for that YouTube channel, people. I think I private every video, but I was doing makeup tutorials on YouTube and stuff. And, um, and I had like a real passion for it. And I remember just telling my parents, like, this is what I'm going to do. And this is who I'm going to be. And I really just want you guys not to judge me. I don't want you guys to condemn me. Um, I knew that they weren't going to accept it. That was a dream of mine that they would just be like, oh, we love you for who you are. But I knew that they were Christians and then just weren't going to accept that in me. And ultimately now looking back, like I'm glad that they didn't. I'm glad that my mom was praying for me. I don't know if my dad was praying for me, possibly. Um, but I'm glad that they didn't just give in to the idea of just like, okay, just, you know, be who you are because that, that's kind of like that. I feel like that approval would have gotten me to maybe transition into becoming a woman because it always starts off with little things like that. It's like, okay, you know, you like makeup, you like dresses, you like long hair. Well, maybe you should be a woman. And, you know, these thoughts start to enter. That's not the case for everybody. Now I'm not saying that every person, like Harry Styles, he wears makeup and dresses and stuff like that. He's not going to transition to a woman. But it's very possible that those thoughts could have a an origin if you know you give in to them and who knows where these thoughts are gonna come from or what you what you know, people are always constantly reaching for just like happiness in their environment. And I was I was reaching at that moment for just like what makes me happy and who I think I am. And in that moment, I was like, Well, this is who I am. Like I've always liked these things, so this must be who I am. This must be my identity. And um and and when you're yourself confused about your own identity, you you can pretty much like fall for anything because if you don't if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for anything. That's like a quote from a movie that I love, which is like Sucker Punch. But um, at that moment, I don't know if I would have transitioned if they would have validated my experiences. Um, but they were like, "We love you. We care about you. Do whatever you want." But you know, obviously, we don't accept that. Um, but we still love you and we still care for you. And so that's all I really needed to hear at that particular moment. Um, and then I started dressing more and more flamboyant. I remember um, sort of around the time that I got saved, I was doing a, a, a little bit of drugs. Like I was doing uh, marijuana and um, just like, <laughs> I feel like I think it was like uh, like weed brownings and stuff like that. 
And, um, and then of course I was dressing very flamboyantly because I was so depressed. I was so sad. I was, for those of you who are familiar, I was, I was dealing with a lot of depression, like heavy depression, very sad every single day, crying almost every single day. Didn't know who I was, didn't know what job I was going to do. And I was totally suicidal. And then that's when, you know, the Lord broke into my story and I reached out to God. He changed my life forever at that point. So I definitely have some experiences that I can speak into um, that it was, you know, I was confused about who I was and how to appear from the outside. Now, I'm not saying that everybody's experience, but it was just my experience and why I feel like I need to talk a little bit about it. And so I've kind of come up with a, some questions here that I want to answer and I want to talk a, a little bit about because, you know, as a church, we really have represented God very badly to transgender people who are struggling. Some people might say to themselves, is like, why are we in this mess to begin with? Why are there people like Dylan Mulani or, you know, however you say his name or, you know, why are there so many transgenders? Why there's, you know, RuPaul's and drag queens and this and that? Well, it's because, you know, we haven't exactly been super open as a church environment to really be able to communicate the gospel effectively to these people who are different than other people. And, um, and then we've really put a pedestal on um, some people's sins versus other people's sins. Like we really like the fact that transgenderism is such a huge topic is beyond me and why, you know, heterosexuals not listening to God and um, not going to church is not another huge topic or, you know, people who are getting married and they never heard from God to get married. You know, there's so many different sins, gluttony, you know, these things that we just choose to ignore, but it's like, oh my gosh, God forbid a transgender, you know, God forbid a gay person. You know, it's like we we put these emphasis on on these other sins and and not on 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 the sins that are very common that most of us go through it, and we don't have a really an effective way of preaching or explaining the gospel to LGBTQ people. And so, since we haven't been effective in that, what do you think is going to happen? Like people don't understand the God that we know, haven't been given the experiences to understand the God that we know, or if they have, you know, it's not really our fault, but. Um, they haven't had those experiences or those, you know, gospel presentations in the correct format in the correct way. Um, there's been a lot of hypocrisy from the church as well. And, um, and I'm advocating, you know, for the church, like I'm a Christian, you know, very charismatic Pentecostal believer, but at the same time, I know that we haven't done things right. And so we've really given this kind of the platform and, and of course people are fighting for their lives. There's violence out there. There's people who, you know, they want to, they want to be a woman. And they want to do these types of things and they want to feel safe. They want to feel seen. And um, and then, of course, they don't want to be beat on the streets, which is what has usually happened. There's been violent acts that have been committed against people just because of their own free will to want to dress the way that they want to dress or act the way that they want to act. And especially nowadays, people want to have an environment. Or as, as I've communicated with more and more gay people, more and more people who are still in the queer community, in the lesbian community, in the gay community, um, really their main objective is just wanting to feel safe, wanting to feel uh, seen and wanting to feel validated, right? I mean, I wouldn't say that those are horrible things. I think there are people who believe that there is an agenda and there probably possibly is an agenda when it comes to some transgenders. Um, I'm not saying that they are saints, because uh, as we know, the only saints are the people who are the members of the church. But, um, but I know that the majority of them, they just don't want to get beat up in the middle of the street. And something very interesting to me about the whole topic of transgenderism is that God allows all of us to have a free will and to do whatever we desire to do. And I think 
in the beginning in the history of America, we've seen that, you know, we were brought up with Christian godly principles. And so we really take an advantage of just like America being a Christian country. But that's not the case anymore. For for the time being, it was a Christian country. And I mean, but it really wasn't because there were secret organizations and Freemasonaries and, you know, all these types of things. But we had the culture of Christianity, the moral values of Christianity in our country from the very beginning. Benjamin Franklin and, um, you know, revivals set foot, foot, which are not talked about, spoken about in schools, but they still have very much happened. And so um, I'm not denying that, you know, that the, we, we are in a Christian nation, but it's like we're no longer that, you know, we we have moved on. There's been other religions. There's been, you know, different things. And even thinking about America being a Christian country, I don't want to go into a rant about all this, but it's like, we weren't very Christian when we were killing all the Native Americans, you know? So it's like, there's there's just, there's, there's a lot of wrong in different areas, but we kind of have to come to the acceptance that we are no longer a Christian country. And there's more other religions and there's other people's perspectives and, and, and lifestyles that people want to share and, and feel comfortable being seen. And there's really not much we can do about that in the same way that God makes the world and doesn't burn it every time one of us sins, right? So if, if God has had patience for each one of us, and we've all sinned in our lives at one point in time and are still sitting as Christians, trying our best to go into the relationship with God and come out with the righteousness of Jesus, if he can have um, enough patience and mercy and kindness to give us that free will to make those mistakes, then why can't we also give people the, the mercy, the kindness, the patience for people who are off? are you know in their sin and, and that's what we believe as christians that yes that um doing something like dressing like a woman dressing like a man not just dressing but actually wanting to be a woman wanting to impersonate a woman wanting to impersonate a man that that is in, in according to the bible that's a sin and so does that mean that you know we we got to get up in arms about this these kinds of situations it's like well you know at one point we were a christian country now we're not and and that privilege that we had it was a privilege it was not something that is a given just because it was something doesn't mean that it can't change it clearly our society has changed there's been things if maybe we would have done christianity in the perfect way represented in the perfect way possibly our country still would be a christian country today but we didn't do that we made mistakes and we're no longer a christian country and you know it, hopefully god can change that i'm praying that god does change that. i'm praying god changes that in my state in many other states but it's just not the case nowadays. And so we have to start now reflecting and thinking about, okay, how can we now figure something else out um, and be able to effectively live a, a life that is worthy of the righteousness of Jesus and be able to preach that to the people who are around us and to be able to love on them, right? And so there's just been so many issues nowadays. It's like, well, then Samuel, what do I do? You know, like, if I have a transgender coworker, do I call them by their pronoun? You know, does God hate transgenders? You know, are they redeemable to God? You know, all these questions that I kind of want to explore. So the first question that I want to talk a little bit about is, does God hate transgenders? Because in the Bible, it does say that, you know, if a male dresses like a female, that that is an abomination before the Lord. So once again, that's Old Testament law. Uh, doesn't mean that God didn't say it and it didn't happen. But the Old Testament was rule book. It was like, you must do stuff that you need to do by the rules. I have an entire study on Hebrews that we go over the Old Testament, talked about it, talked about it in the book of Romans as well. So you guys can check out my live Bible streams that are up on my YouTube channel. I'm not going to get into it. Um, but of course, you know, it is an abomination. Why? Because it is the complete, absolute, like 
rejection of God and 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 God's plan. So let's say a transgender comes up to me. I, I, I'm not going to tell a transgender, oh, you know, you're an abomination before the Lord because I don't I don't necessarily believe that. What I believe is that you know they are in this life confused and you know they don't know God yet. They don't know His ways. Why would I expect that they would be <laughs> behaving in a way that would be uh, acceptable to God that's I mean that then there would be absolutely no point for Jesus to come and to die for our sins all right and so if someone if a transgender came to me I would tell them oh you know first off I would show them the life of Jesus through me um, I would treat them with respect with dignity with love and whatever it is that they wanted to address um, like they wanted to address themselves as that's how I would address them to that right like someone's like oh my name's Ashley and I used to be called Kyle and I'm a female. Then I'd be like, okay, well, then you're Ashley and, you know, this is who you've decided to be. Um, does that mean that I I affirm that and I think that's a good thing? No, not necessarily. I mean, I have my religious beliefs. I, I know what I believe in. I, that doesn't mean that, like, I'm, a, like, just because I am accepting it doesn't mean that I'm affirming it. So I think there's a big difference between acceptance and affirmation. Just because I accept the fact that now Kyle is Ashley and that, he sees himself as a she, and I'm, I will address that person respectfully and lovingly as that way, does not mean that I affirm it in any type of way. I believe that God's original purpose and design is for Kyle to be Kyle, not Ashley. But of course, right off the bat, I can't explain that to Kyle if he has absolutely no idea who God is or what sin is and how the world has been broken and how there's things that come out of there, like there's a process to these types of things. So first off, I would be extremely respectful. I would talk to that person and I I would make sure that they know that they are loved, they're cared for it, and that I'm a safe space for them to talk to, um, that I will respect them with dignity, with honor, um, the way that they deserve, because it's what God does with us. He is patient. He is kind. You know, he, he like he humbles himself. Um, not that God needs to be humbled. But he shows the most incredible characteristics that nobody else can show. And, and that's what I want to be able to show for this person. Now, through my relationship and my relationship building, we call that in the sales business world, rapport with that individual. I will help them to try to understand more about God. That's my job as a friend. That's my job as a representative of, uh, of, of Jesus's kingdom, um, as an ambassador of Jesus, right? It's my job to help them to understand so the first thing that I would help that transgender person to understand is that we live in a fallen and we live in a broken world. I mean, I'm the first person to speak about that. Like I have problems in my life even now as a Christian and I had problems in my life before I became a Christian. There are feelings that I have that that seem right and feel right. Like, I don't know, like, like even liking another man, that felt right to me. It never felt right for me to like a, a woman. I mean, just... I felt like I needed to be with a man. I needed to marry a man. And so I would explain to them that the res the result of that, the end product of that was the, the sin that happened that occurred with, with Adam and Eve. We lived in a perfect world where there was no cancer, there was no sickness, there was um, no diseases. You know, we had perfect relationship with God. But the people to blame for that was humanity. It was Adam and Eve. They decided that they did not want to live in that perfect world with God any longer, right? And so that's when they decided that they wanted to be gods of their own life, that they wanted to project their reality, their rules, and their ways, right? And um, they bit of the, you know, the the knowledge of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They bit, they bit the fruit, and that's it. That's where all of the the sin, the the stuff of the guidelines of what God said 
was going to be good was thrown out the window. Now there's sickness, now there's diseases, there's death, there's jealousy, there's anger. You know, there's all these things that we were never supposed to feel. There's things like homosexuality, there's things like transgenderism, gender, gender dysphoria. These things were not in the garden when God created us. They happened after we decided that we're like, we don't want your ways. And God's like, okay, if you don't want my ways, you know what's going to happen is there's going to be confusion. Because the only way that something is right is if God says it's right because it's the way that he designed the world. So if I say, God, I don't want the world designed by you. There is no other world that is designed by me. So I'm living in a world that I have respectfully said, I don't, I don't want to live in that world designed by you. I want to live in a world designed by me. I'm bringing in and I'm pressing buttons and I'm messing things up that shouldn't be pressed, that shouldn't be touched. And I'm releasing things that is not in an orderly fashion. So I would try my best to try to, in conversation, in rapport, in relationship building, explain that to an unbeliever. And, and then I would explain the whole purpose of Jesus and how Jesus basically said, hey, yeah, you know, there is sin in this world because, you know, another question that I wrote down was, um, what, what do I think of trans people who believe that they're Christians? You know, most transgenders believe that they have a relationship with Jesus. And, you know, maybe they do, but maybe they don't believe the words that he spoke of or they don't see the Bible as a, a book that is true to the words of Jesus or that, you know, it was written by man or it was, you know, not exactly correct or whatever it is. Like they don't trust the authenticity of Jesus's word. And so they've created their own Jesus in their own head. I would try to explain to them why we believe that the Bible is true and why the words of Jesus are true. Because Jesus talked a lot about how people were made male and female. What is the Father's will for our lives and for for what we are to do. You know, he talked about eunuchs. He talked about marriages. He's talked about divorce. We've talked about those things on my podcast. So there's many videos about that on my channel. If you're interested in learning more about same-sex attraction and marriage and divorce and all these things. Um, and so I would try to conversate with them and, and what they think about that. And of course, my job as a Christian, I have to be educated in order to do that. If I'm not educated, they're not going to get their answers um, answered. And and I really want their, you know, their questions answered. Um, did I say answered answers? No. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> so I really want their questions to be answered. And so I'm going to study up and I'm going to make sure that I'm doing that in a very respectful, very honor, um, oriented way. Right. And so, um, I do believe that some, some, some transgenders, they want to be able to have a relationship with God. I, I've actually, I've met a lot of gay people who they desire to have a relationship with God. It's actually kind of Interesting. I, I would say I've met more gay people who want to have a relationship with God than I've met more straight people who want to, want to have a relationship with God. I believe that God created them special and for his own will and for his own plan. And the devil has wanted to pervert that, has wanted to convince them that they are the decider of their lives and all these things. And, you know, that's where all the confusion and thoughts come. Um, I don't think like even when I was a little boy, I don't think that it was a coincidence. I just liked all things colorful and creative and you know, I, I, I do very creative things on a daily basis now in my ministry. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that was a God-given desire. Uh, but of course, all those things need to be submitted to God so that it's done in an orderly, beautiful, submitted to God way, right? And and that should be something that is exciting for me, passionate for me, um, fun for me. Why? And there should be peace behind that. Why? Because it's like, it's not like, ah, oh, dang it, now I got to submit to God again. No, it's like, I want to submit to him because he designed this world. He knows what's best for this world. And he designed me 
he knows what's best for me. So a transgender person might say, well, you know, God makes no mistakes. And, and I, I feel like I was born as a woman. Uh, I was born as a man. And, and, and this is how I need to present. And um, it's like, I am, I, I have always been this way. It's just the world around me, you know, how, how they, I, I don't know exactly what their argument might be. I would love to have a transgender on the podcast someday and ask them these questions. Um, but I think to them, it's like, uh, they, they don't want to submit to God that the, their gender, their identity, everything that is given to them by God, they, they just, they want to reject that. They, they believe that in their mind that they really are this gender that they've associated themselves with. And, and really guys, the only person that's going to be able to change their mind, it's going to be the Holy spirit because it was, that was the only person that was able to change my mind. It was the Holy ghost. It was God who came to me and showed me that I didn't have to live the way that I was living. And so I, it, it won't be, in a, I mean, possibly might be in a conversation with me or another friend or something like that, but it's, that's never the goal. My goal, even when building relationship with other trans um, people is, is not to try to convert them to Christianity, but my goal is just to show them the love of God. And, and if they desire that they want to have a deeper relationship with God, wonderful and amazing. Um, but it's, you know, I can't do that. And I can't put the pressure of that on myself. It's just not, it's, it's not feasible. It's not possible because I'm not the Holy Ghost. I can't convict people of sin, but the Holy Ghost can do that. That's what it's talked about in John chapter 16, that he convicts the world of sin. And so I'm going to look over some other questions that I had here. So does God hate transgenders? No, I don't believe that God hates transgender. Transgenders are without the Lord and living in their own way of what they desire and they're living their own truth in the same way that we were living in our truth and living in the way that we desire um, apart from him. Um, he wants transgenders to be in relationship with him that he might be able to be Lord over their life, King over their life. Um, he will willingly accept all who come to him. I, I, this is one of my favorite verses. It says, when the Son of Man is lifted up, he will draw all, uh, all men to himself, all men and women to himself, right? <laughs> he will draw everyone to himself. And that includes transgender. That includes people who have, you know, mutilated their body or who have gone through the undergoing processes and procedures of doing whatever they feel like they need to do to be able to feel happy, to be able to, you know, uh, get rid of their depression or, you know, whatever. And something I also wanted to speak about is like, do transgenders, um, are they doing this for the approval and, and, and the attention of, of other people? Um, I don't necessarily think so. I think, I think there is some of that in there where it's, um, I've had many conversations with transgenders and, and mostly what they say is like, well, I just, I, I, I want to go through the procedure. I want people to look at me and see a woman uh, because I believe I am a woman. And so I want the outside to represent um, the inside, even though I'm a man on the inside, I want the outside uh, to feel like a woman because on the inside, I feel like a woman or whatever. Uh, and so I do believe that there is some level of approval from peers uh, to just feel like, oh, this is a, this is a woman, you know, and then also just safety as well. It's like, if they can pass as a woman, then they are not going to be likely to, you know, be engaged in some sort of violent um, at a fight or something. Someone's not going to attack them in the middle of the, the street. I mean, and if they're not passable or clockable, as they say in the gay community, um, then probably violence will, will happen to them. That's just the statistics. Unfortunately, it's horrible. And once again, why I don't believe that we are a Christian nation per se, because it's like we don't make people feel safe in the, in the street. We don't make women feel safe. We don't make trans people feel safe. We don't make gay people feel safe. Nobody's safe. <laughs> and if we were a Christian nation, everyone would be safe. 
um, but nobody's safe and um, from, you know, abuse. And so do they look for the affirmation? Are they seeking approval from people? I believe that some of them are, yes, seeking the approval from that. Like even from my own experience, um, it's like I I wanted to feel like my parents would approve of the things that I was wearing and feeling because I was like, this is how I feel on the inside. And I just want my inside to represent my outside. And I want people to tell me that I have value. And so as the conversations that I've had with many, many different folk, um, it seems like most transgender are just saying, I, I feel like I have value. I want other people to see my value, but they're doing it in the way that is incorrect. Because once again, a, a human can't tell you how much you're valuable. Only God can tell you how much you're valuable. And so I can look a certain way, have, have as many followers, maybe have a man fall in love with me or a woman fall in love with me, but that person will never instill value in me if I don't know my value from God. And I can't know my value from God if I don't have a relationship with God that gives value unto me, right? And so I think they're seeking that out. Like the most recent conversation that I had was uh, with this boy. He's like, I just want to transition to a woman. And I said, why do you want to transition to a woman? And he said, because it's like, all I want is to love a man. And I feel like a man will only love me if I'm a woman. And I feel like a woman on the inside. Um, and I'm like, but see, that's that's the lie. The lie is that you think like a man will love you. It's like a man will never love you the way that God can love you. Um, they might be in lust with you. You might be in lust with them, but they can't love you. And so um, the, the lie is like, yes, transition. You'll get all the love that you want. And, you know, it's so funny because it's like, most times people who do transition, they're not happier when they transition. For a time, they might be, but then ultimately at the end of their life, they, there's a lot of suicide um, statistics when it comes to transgenders. And so a lot of people end up um, killing themselves and they, they just kind of block off every single opportunity in hopes that this will give them value. And then when they realize that it's not going to give them value, what happens? They're like, I'm left with the, I, I sacrificed everything in my life and I didn't get what I wanted to get out of my life. And now I have nothing left. I don't have a reason to live. And so I believe that's one of the reasons, like I said, it is, this is a very sensitive topic. I want to make sure that I am being sensitive. There are people out, out there who are transgender. I don't hate you. Try to figure this out. Trying to understand But these are what I've heard, my, my own experiences and the conversations, the many conversations that I've had with many gay people, transgenders, gender dysphoria, uh, people who are experiencing gender dysphoria. And the entire LGBTQ rabble system. Uh, this is what I keep hearing. And this is not any different than any heterosexual either. It's like heterosexuals are looking for value and they go to cars and they go to guns and they go to, you know, school or career systems and marriages to find value in themselves as well because they're trying to find something that they need to go to God to find. And so the fact that we've really elevated this higher than anything else is beyond me. But I think I understand why everyone is so up in arms about it because it's like the transgenders are really right now asking, we want people to approve this. We want this to be taught in schools. We want to feel safe. We want to feel seen. We want to go to the bathroom that is matching my outside exterior that's not matching my DNA chromosome. We want to do these things and people are, of course, upset. I can see both sides of why, you know, it's like, should we allow a trans man into women's sports? Would that be fair? Some people would say yes, because a trans um, a trans woman is, is a woman. And so what is a woman? What is a man? I have an entire study of what is a woman? What is a man on my Instagram? I did a lot of work on that study. And and what I we can't define. This is what I say on this podcast. We cannot define what is a man? 
We cannot define what is a woman. God defines what is a man and what is a woman. How does he do that? By the way he creates us. It's not by our exterior. It's not by our, 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 our outward. It is by the way he created us. There's only two genders. There's the XX and there's the XY. That's it. I mean, maybe even as science progresses, we might even be able to change the DNA chromosomes. But in the beginning, this is what God has done. And then, of course, there's the argument of intersex. And there's so many different variables. But like intersex people, it's like most of them identify in one way or another. Like, And, and you can already tell it's like, they identify with the one that they have the most, you know, uh, they, there's only two chromosomes. Like there's only two different types of chromosomes, the XX and the XY. So even the intersex, they only still have those, uh, which I learned today in, in researching this topic. So I think we've made a whole mess of all of this. And um, and we've, we've really put ourselves in a controversial, you know, hole. Um, and we're missing the point because it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, Oh, can a, can a tra trans a woman be in women's sports or, you know, can they use the, the restroom or, you know, should they be allowed to do this or, to, you know, to use government money to fund their uh, transition? Uh, it's like, what, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Would Jesus be going to the courts and saying, stop this? Or would Jesus be trying to love this person, help them to have an encounter with the Holy Ghost and help them to feel loved and feel valued? So then that way they don't have to keep chasing that love and that value. But they keep going to an empty cistern, an empty well, to chase after something that they'll they'll never receive. And so I think in our society, things are going to continue to, as some would say, get worse for Christians. Uh, for, of course, people who are LGBTQ affirming, things are going to get better for them. Um, and we have to be okay with that. We really do. And we have to change our our perceptions, our standards, not to affirm, but to accept so that we can work on a different system and we can help people understand the true gospel, why there's a need for Jesus, why there's a need for repentance, why when we repent, we change under the power and the authority of the Holy Ghost and under the mercy of God, um, and why he transforms people like me, why he transforms people who have transitioned. Um, you know, I've heard story after story uh, the last story that I heard was, um, I think her name is uh, Christ Christine Cole or something like that. Um, but she was a little girl who was, you know, sexually abused. She didn't want to be a girl. So she transitioned at a very early age, I think around 10 or 11. And then she regrets that transition. And now she wants to be a girl again. Um, but of course, she's already had surgical operation. And I thought that that was so sad because it's like if there was someone in her life who could have shown her value during that difficult hardships, um, then maybe that, that could have stopped that procedure from happening. And now she's not happy. You know, she's not happy with the procedures that she had. And so I think we need to rethink a lot of different things. And there, of, of course, has to be respect, honor, and love behind it because it's so easy to villainize someone who's transgender. It's easy to villainize a gay person or someone who you don't understand, but they are just a human being looking for love they're just looking for acceptance. They're just wanting to feel safe. Um, I mean, the majority, not everyone, because there are some evil people out there. <laughs> very, very evil people out there. I'm not denying the existence of evil people. But um, but the majority, just they just want to feel loved. And they just want to feel seen. And some of them will get to accept Jesus. And some of them won't. You know, And there's not much we can do to change that. 
We can't try to revert our, our, our country back into Christian values and morals without the help of God, who is the ultimate revivalist. He's the only one who can do something like that. A court policy, um, a mandate is not going to change the hearts of individuals. We've learned that from the, from the, from the country of Israel, you know, from the people, the Israelites, that God put demands and mandates and court rulings and laws. It didn't change their hearts. They were still sinners at the end of the day. And so we have to cry out for a nation and we also have to cry out for transgenders. Um, we have to show them love. We have to pray for them. We have to fast for them. Um, and I know that a lot of people have questions, uh, but even some questions can be answered if you just sit down and talk to someone who's trans um, and, and tell them, hey, I love you. I want to honor you. Um, how do you feel? How can I help you? Here's my understanding. Would you be willing to listen? I'll be willing to listen to you and your understanding. Um, so like I said, I accept these things, but I don't affirm these things. Because the last thing I would want is for someone to go into an identity that they're not. And even seeing things on the media, it does it does bother me. Because it, it doesn't bother me the fact that they want to do these things because they want to be happy. I'm like, yes, I want, I want them to be happy. Um, but what bothers me is knowing that they will never be happy. And that they have engaged within a lie from the enemy that will stop them from ever receiving their happiness. Um, from my experience... Some would say, how dare you tell me what's going to make me happy? You know, I mean, that's just my experience. You feel free to prove me wrong. Feel free to prove me wrong. But um, of course, people are up in arms. And I've seen it. I've seen it on TikTok. I've seen it with Dylan Milani. And I think that's how you say his name. He's the face of butt light. And, and people are upset. And, you know, he seems to be mocking women. Um, I wouldn't even say that he's the perfect example of someone who's transgender. Because even transgenders don't accept him um, or her. Uh, and so, uh, and I really don't mean that in a bad way, but, um, I see the heart of most transgender people like T.S. Madison and, um, you know, even drag queens, like I see their hearts. I watch so much videos, even nowadays, still trying to kind of involve myself in that community with not involving myself, but still learning, engaging, understanding. Um, and I see their hearts. Uh, most times they just want to feel safe and they want to feel seen and they want to feel loved. And some Christians are like, I don't want to love Dylan. I don't want to love this person. How dare they don't ex they don't deserve my love? Well, we didn't deserve God's love either, and He so loved us. So maybe check yourself before you wreck yourself. So I wrote down a bunch of questions on here that I'm probably not going to have time to get into. But I, um, one thing I did want to talk about is what happens to a transgender once they have accepted Christ. Um, does that mean that let's say a transgender man? now has accepted Christ, does that transgender man need to start dressing more like a woman? Um, I don't believe, once again, God doesn't look at the exterior. I believe it's about the heart, right? So if if that transgender man now sees themselves as a woman and they like wearing jeans or they like having short hair, then by all means, wear jeans and have short hair, you know, as long as it doesn't change your heart posture, where they recognize, no, I'm, I'm still a female because I wear jeans. I'm still a female um, because I have short hair. My exterior doesn't matter to the Lord. What matters to the Lord is my heart posture and my intentions behind why I do what I do. If I'm wearing jeans because I want people to think I'm a man, then I need to change my heart posture, right? Uh, but most times people just wear jeans if it's comfortable. <laughs> they don't want to wear a dress. You know, they just don't like the colors. They don't like the texture. They don't like the fabric, right? And so the last thing that we want to do is to teach uh, transgenders who do come to Christ 
to think that they need to change the way that they look on the outside if God is not asking them to change that, especially on the inside. And their heart postures are submitted to the Lord. Keyword submitted to the Lord, where they feel like, um, no, they know they are female now. This trans man knows they're female, so they have made their decision and their identity in the eyes of the Lord, submitted to the Lord based on what he believes for them. And you might even be asking yourself, well, why do I care what, what God thinks about my life? Because like I said in the beginning, he's the one who ordained, he's the one who put everything in order. Um, uh, you should care what he thinks because he's the creator. And if, if, if we don't do what the creator's asking us to do, there's gonna be havoc, not from the creator, but from the system that he's created all around us is perfect order, there's perfect unity. And hopefully I've made myself clear on that topic um, because I'm not one, like for example, I still wear wigs, I still do a dress up with feminine clothes sometimes for my live streams and different things that got very far removed from my identity. I still do those things as a way to reach the LGBTQ, as a way to make them feel comfortable, right? It's very far from my identity. I don't wear makeup like I do on camera on an everyday basis. I go to the gym and I sweat. I'm in the sauna and, you know, like I, I, I'm i a messy dude. Uh, I'm very much a masculine kind of dude, but I still have those feminine aspects. But I know God doesn't look at me and think I'm a female. He doesn't look at me or think that the things that I'm doing are feminine because I'm a man. I'm masculine. Whether my voice is high, whether my voice is low, <laughs> whether I move my hands or whether I don't move my hands, whether I wear pink or whether I don't wear pink, I'm a man because he's made me a man. And so, so much of Christians, you know, they say it's like, yeah, you know, how dare you try to be a woman, but you're, you know, you're a man, you know, but then it's like when they try to be a man, it's like, they're like oh, you're gay. You know, you're this, you're, you're not a man, man, because you don't like playing with guns. You know, it's like this double standard. It's like, well, you just told them they don't, they're not going to be a man. And, and then you don't want them to be a woman. So what do you want from them? You want them to be dead or you want them to be a mannequin. You know, that's what you want for these people. And so I really try to play like kind of both sides to help people have an, an understanding and a perspective. You know, it's like, it's like, what are they supposed to do? <laughs> and so my answer would be, it's like, there's like, they're supposed to submit their heart to the Lord and God is going to tell them what to do. If they truly are walking with the Lord, truly submitting themselves to the word of God. Right. And there's so much information out there nowadays. I sometimes watch TikToks and I'm like, who let this person have a camera? <laughs> who let this person have an account on TikTok? Cause they should not be talking and they should not be like famous on TikTok because this is wrong information. Um, and we're just not being very, uh, kind, gentle, and, uh, and definitely not following God's word or even a, a lick of it. Cause it's not, I, I love studying the Bible. And sometimes I see these people online, you know, preaching hate and it's not God's word. Um, but like I said, I'm not a progressive Christian. Um, I, I not at all. <clears throat> I, I consider the word of God authoritative and, um, and everything that is in it is true and, and trustworthy and faithful, just like he is. And I do believe that once a transgender person has encountered God, they will also accept that and also want to live by that and find happiness and peace. And so if a trans person is watching this, I'm very sorry for the experiences that you've had. I know what it's like to feel like you don't belong or to feel like nobody understands you or even sometimes to not even understand yourself or why you were built the way that you were built. But God knows why. He made you with the likings and the inclinations that he did. Submit yourself to him. He wants to have a relationship with you. He's your creator. He's your father. He loves you. And he will show you in time why you like the things that you like. 
and then he'll show you maybe some things that you never liked that you thought you liked, but were actually from the world and its influences and its teachings. And he'll show you what are his influences, what are his spirit's teachings, and um, and develop that relationship with God. And if you need any help at all, you know, my ministry is here. I have a Discord, and I help people who are struggling with same-sex attraction and all types of different uh, things, <laughs> gender dysphoria, all these things. We, we help with all that on our Discord. And so um, if anybody has ever turned you away from Christ because you don't look a certain way or you don't act a certain way, I'm sorry. Um, Jesus wouldn't turn you away. Uh, he wants to be able to show you who you really are. And he wants, you to sh- he wants to show you how valuable you are to him, that he would be willing to give up his life um, to, for you to have connection with him. Because our, our sin does have a price to pay. There is a price to pay for our sins, for Adam and Eve's sin, for the curse that is on this world. And it was the life. It was the blood of God. Because sin, the price to pay is death, right? And so, thankfully, we don't have to die. We can enter into eternal living forever with God. It sounds culty. It sounds weird. But it's true. <laughs> you know, we've, we've got, like, the Israelites' testimony, the Jewish people still living today. There's so much proof for God. Um, it's impossible to deny his existence, uh, turn to him. He's going to be able to show you the way, um, try not to think that you know exactly everything and open yourself up to maybe a different image of who you might've thought God is and who you might think you are, um, have humility. And, um, and if you're not ready for that, then you're not ready for that. And, you know, do you. (laughs) <laughs> do what you want to do. You know, um, I can't stop you from doing that. Um, only the Holy Spirit can reveal those things to you. So I think that's it for today's podcast. I would love to talk more about this. I would love to have a uh, someone who is transgender on my podcast. So if you're a transgender and you're watching this and you want to have a conversation with me, shoot me an email. My email should be down below. And let's talk about it. Um, but I, I love having conversations. I love learning more about this. I think we need to as Christians. It's just going to the conversation is going to continue and um and we can't get turned around when the world gets turned around because it will we can't lose our minds when the world starts to lose their minds uh we have to know that we live in a very cursed broken world god's been trying to fix that all along and we're part of the process of fixing that with god so that's it thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast um i appreciate you tuning in and just watching me for 50 minutes but and don't forget, guys, uh, once again, to donate to this podcast. We have a Patreon, and you get merch, and you get shirts, and all these types of stuff. There's a lot of rewards. Um, but just to continue to help me in my ministry, I know that a lot of people will not like this message. And I want to continue to, you know, speak the word of truth and do it lovingly, um, carefully, with honor. And I want to do that around the world and around the country. Um, it's the calling that I feel the Lord has purposed me in. So if you want to help me with that, supporting this podcast would be the first step. We're just going on my website and giving a monthly donation. That helps so much. You have no idea <laughs> um, to be able to continue to do this. So thank you guys so much for watching and listening. I'll see you on my next episode. Goodbye. Goodbye.